All right, welcome everybody to a late night show. We're going to go through a lot of news. This is going to only be up on YouTube for a little bit on the backup channel. And then we're going to back it up to the other sites and take it off YouTube. So uh, we have a lot of interesting stories to cover. And um, let's dive in. So this is uh, breaking news from Google News. Uh, Google News is pushing this. It's from The Guardian, though. But I was just thinking about I'm thinking about it more and more about how much influence Google has. And uh, a lot of people get their news from Google News. So that's why I mentioned that this was being featured prominently on the right-hand side. Let me see if I can show you how this was being featured on news. Let's see if it's still up there. Yeah, yep. So here it is on the right over here. It is serious and intense. White supremacist domestic terrorist threat looms large in the United States. From the frequency of attacks to the scope of ambition, racist racist terror groups encouraged by the president are showing unparalleled activity in the modern era. And then they show a picture of some people. um, I think when they went into the Michigan State House, but then they're also down here being labeled. um, Well, they're being labeled a militia group. And they're saying one of them was charged over a plot to kidnap the Michigan governor. So... They're using this example over and over and over again of Gretchen Whitmer saying that uh, they foiled an attempt at her life because obviously she's in the right and anybody trying to dethrone, uh, uh, we'll just say Gretchen, (laughs) should uh, be criticized. And uh, oh, don't, don't think about how the FBI infiltrated that group and was the ringleader. At least that's what I, that's the word on the street. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, Joe Biden is making some concerning comments. And uh, let me just set the stage for people listening to the, listening to the, uh, what, not the audiobook, what's it called? The podcast. We have Joe standing in front of a print, like a, a display thing that he has behind him at his campaign event. And it's just a bunch of women wearing masks. I don't know. It's very weird to me to have like a backdrop of women wearing masks. But here's Joe Biden. Too bad it's only a six-second clip, so we'll probably have to watch this twice. Here goes Joe. As president, I'll mandate mask wearing in all federal buildings and all interstate transportation. As president, I'll mandate mask wearing in all federal buildings and all interstate transportation. Interstate transportation. What is, does that mean when you're driving? What is interstate? Uh, even when you are on the highway inside your vehicle. So he's going to force people to wear a mask and deprive themselves of oxygen when they drive? You know how they say do not, ta- do not operate heavy machinery when you're on this medication? Like, I don't think people should be operating heavy machinery wearing a mask. That's just my personal take. All right, next up. And, and like, seriously, what's the benefit of that? Is that really saving any lives? I mean, maybe if there's, like, two people from different households in the same car. 
And we'll talk about um, Lyft and Uber are, are in the news because California is gunning after the gig industry and uh, trying to make these companies hire their drivers, not as contractors, but as employees and pay all the taxes up front. And uh, it's going to change how people get around in California. All right. I have an upcoming interview I'm really looking forward to. It was going to be in about a, two hours, but we moved it forward in a day or we moved it to tomorrow. And so that's one reason why I am staying up late tonight to kind of acclimate my schedule because it'll be a late night interview for me in Houston. But it's with uh, Josh Sigurdsson at World Alternative Media. And uh, he's about to hit 7,000 subscribers on BitChute, which is a big milestone. He's posting big numbers in terms of views on BitChute, which is awesome because I think he uh, he's not just... Uh, getting banned, but he's also making a big change in the landscape of the, so of the social companies. And he's also, um, rolling with the punches and fighting right back, which is awesome because I, I also really appreciate how he doesn't have to hold his tongue anymore and he can actually speak his mind. I mean, it, it totally sucks that they banned him for no reason that I could see. And then they had the audacity to say that he was spreading conspiracy theories that lead to real world violence. I would love to see them prove that. So um, I'm going to put his link in the chat. It's basically just bitshoot.com slash world alternative media. All one word. That's bitshoot.com slash world alternative media. So I highly recommend that channel. Um, I actually just put out a video on uh, the backup channel and all the different social sites or uh, video sites about a Google project called Sybil. It's a system for large-scale supervised machine learning. And I just want to play a couple clips uh, from this video here. This is him talking about two of his children. One of him, one his biological child, his five-year-old, and the other his brainchild. This YouTube recommending algorithm, machine learning AI. And uh, Back in 2014, it was still pretty positive uh, force, I would say, other than the negative enforce it would ultimately have by getting everybody onto the platform to be mind-controlled. But in the like, I learned a lot from this algorithm giving me recommendations, so I have to give it that at the very least. But just listen to what he says about uh, mind-controlling his... Not, no, he doesn't talk about mind-control. <laughs> but uh, fill in the blanks. Read between the lines given how they talk about improving their recommendations being like getting... 9-11 truth off their platform and stuff like that and uh, raising up authoritative content. That's imp improving their recommendations now. So uh, keep that in mind when he uses that phrase. Let me make sure I'm queued up at the right spot. 629. Okay, here we go. This is a Google presentation from 2014 about Sybil, a system for large-scale machine learning at Google. Now, he's just learning how to read and write. So, um, when he would watch Thomas the Tank Engine, he couldn't use the search box to decide what to watch next. Instead, he would use these recommended videos on the right-hand side to help him decide what to do next. And it shouldn't be a surprise to you that a lot of our users actually use these recommendations to decide what to do next. So, um, recommended videos is a very important part of, uh, of the YouTube product. And so we decided to use machine learning to try to improve the quality of these recommendations. So we decided to use machine learning to try to improve the quality of these recommendations. Key line right there. 
and we can look it up and I might pull it up here. Improving the quality of our recommendations um, is a loaded phrase if you know what that actually entails. And, um, oh, right here. Here's the link. Continuing our work to improve recommendations on YouTube. To that end, we've begun reducing recommendations of borderline content and content that could misinform users in harmful ways, such as videos promoting a phony miracle cure for a serious illness, claiming the earth is flat, or making blatantly false claims about historic events like 9-11. Historic events like 9-11, as in 9-11 is a historic event, so you can't make any blatantly false claims about any historic event of which 9-11 is a historic event. Um... And then also, if you look at right before they start this list, such as, such as, so it's just some examples, but anything could be added to this list. And if you think about it right here, they're proving they have a list where they have wrong think spelled out probably pretty precisely. It'd be interesting to see how they, how they do that uh, programmatically, but they have it all spelled out and they decide, okay, well, you know, we're going to promote people when they say the right things in our eyes and we're going to suppress people when they say the wrong things. So I'd love to see that list. I really would. And then they, they later came out and bragged that they reduced content by 70%. And I wanted to find that. Oh, awesome. My notes are being helpful today. Here's the other article I wanted to show. This one just came out. This was the one I was speaking about world alternative media who I'm about to interview. I please go check out his channel um, on BitChute. But uh, this is what they linked to him on Twitter to say, oh, we uh, we reviewed it. And yeah, we stand by our decision. Here's a link for your information. And they sent him this article, Managing Harmful Conspiracy Theories on YouTube. It says, um, nearly two years ago, we took a major step to limit the reach of harmful misinformation by updating our recommendation systems. This resulted in a 70% drop in views coming from search and discovery systems for controversial content. So this is where they came out a few days ago and announced they just start deleting a bunch of stuff that in their eyes is conspiracy theory content used to justify real world violence. And this, of course, ties into the UK's online uh, harms legislation they're pushing. So let's keep going here. The next article, I've covered this kind of to death in the last couple of videos, but I wanted to touch on a, a few points. I, I never read all the way through the article. Um, so I just want to point some things I missed. So this is where Facebook was getting called out for hiring Chinese nationals instead of Americans. And they'd come over and do advanced machine learning for censorship reasons. And um, many have PhDs and their work is extremely complex involving machine learning. It says here. Uh, so this is key. So certain content ends up at the top of your newsfeed. And the people who can pull off this... Uh, chicanery, this AI chicanery, um, malarkey, get big bonuses. So the, the software, software engineers and the data engineers. It also means making sure other content shows up dead last. It all makes for perhaps the most chillingly sophisticated censorship mechanism in human history. Content that is a little too conservative, they will downrank. You cannot tell it is censored. So I, I just wanted to 
touch up on exactly what the claims are. That's from an insider at Facebook leaking that information. Um, I thought this was pretty funny. I just wanted to repeat this real quick. Um, people are asking, is Peter Henderson Joe Biden's email uh, pseudonym? And it's showing up in the treasure trove of emails that have leaked from Hunter Biden, a.k.a. Robert Biden. And you can see right here, Peter Henderson. So what's going on with that? He signs his email to Robert. Keep in touch. Love, Dad. And a lot of people are bringing up that um, there's a, a lot of uh, books in Tom Clancy's uh, writing. It says here the Jack Ryan series, but I also hear Hunt for Red October. I don't know if those are the same series. But it says in Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan series, Peter Henderson is the name of a KGB mole that infiltrated the United States government. And that's the name that Joe Biden goes with. And he's emailing his son with this fake name. Is that to get around any sort of uh, scrutiny if the emails ever go public? All right. The next uh, story I wanted to cover real quick, and I do have a lot of new news. I just wanted to cover a couple of extra stories um, that I, I did cover this morning. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, and YouTube um, kowtow to BBC's report. Basically, BBC found some white supremacist music on their, in their catalogs and then went and complained to these companies and then made an article afterwards reporting on what happened. And uh, this is interesting. Uh, I remember BBC coming out and saying the other, uh, a couple years ago, they were taking credit for the ability to have content removed off Facebook. They would reach out to the tech companies and the tech companies would do what they asked them to do. And they were like, yeah, we help identify misinformation online. So soon they're going to be, here's what's coming next, right? First they come and they, they say, okay, no racist content. Then they come and they say, well, no content that says this or that, or that, you know, has this ideology, has this leaning anything they call right wing, for instance, whatever the heck that means. Um, and I don't mean right wing, you know, there's different, there's different d definitions to right wing. It doesn't just mean Nazi. <laughs> um, some, sometimes it means anarchy or individual individualism, uh, depends on, you know, what, what dimension you're putting on the X axis there. So I just think this is crazy that they're coming after just certain, like a certain race against other races, but not the, the contrary. So I don't know. I feel like it's almost to infuriate people, this, um, this double standard. Um, and it's an interesting argument, though, because they say that, uh, the, you know, historically oppressed groups have more leniency or more uh, leeway, I should say. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, it'd be it's better than the alternative, I guess, of having the other group have more leniency. I wouldn't want that. I definitely wouldn't want that. But we have, like, I'm even willing to have some, some like, leniency in this regard. But I, f I feel like the ship is, is leaving the harbor at this point. And we're getting way too far in the direction of, like, different rules for different groups. And it's, it's hard to, to, to make sense of. So that's what I worry about here. Also, I, I worry about people having their entire catalogs deleted or something. If they say one wrong line in a, in a song, 
So um, I've always argued, I've always uh, complained, I guess, about the music industry. It's always like devoid of any real truth or useful information. You would think they could put some really good stuff to music and, and I'm not talking about independent stuff, but like the mainstream stuff. And so anyone who goes out there and actually tries to say something provocative or say something that uh, grabs attention or makes people think about something a different way, in 20 years, maybe that's just going to be the thing that gets them completely purged off Spotify or something. You know, like this is what I'm worried about into the future. It's not that I, I want to go to Spotify and listen to someone talking about Aryan supremacy or something stupid like that. I just, uh, I worry about where this is going but it doesn't surprise me that they're banning such content off of the thing. But it's also, I guess maybe what, what jumps out at me is that they're making a media ordeal out of it, like a show trial to set the example for other people. And I, I think it's good that we have less racism, although I don't think this is going to stop racism. I think this is probably going to make it worse. It's just not going to be on the music platforms. I don't know. I, I'm just, I think this is an interesting story. It's definitely something that people should think about. All right, next up, uh, Twitter and Facebook are being subpoenaed. Uh, Zuckerberg and Dorsey are being called before the Senate Judiciary Committee to answer about the New York Post being blocked. And I hear the word on the street is that uh, New York Post is no longer seem, no longer deemed an uh, authoritative source by Wikipedia. And that's an interesting one. If you look at Wikipedia, um, actually, no, if you look at the top websites... By traffic. In the United States, you have YouTube, then Wikipedia, then Twitter, then Facebook. And Wikipedia has a million... Okay, I don't know if these numbers are right, but let's just look at the, how they relate, like, the ratio of one to another. So Twitter and Facebook are neck and neck. Wikipedia has, like, as much as both of those combined, practically. And then YouTube has... Wikipedia plus Facebook. Did I say that? YouTube has Wikipedia plus Facebook. So YouTube is by far the number one site in the world, which doesn't surprise me. But what does shock me is when I start to think about how much influence they have with all their different algorithms they're running, not just on the viewers of the content, but on the creators of the content and on their system as a whole, deleting channels, pushing channels, reducing the spread of stuff. Very, very interesting. But Wikipedia there, right? So it's a big it's a big thing if your newspaper gets deemed non-authoritative. Not that I really care about New York Post being authoritative, other than the fact that it's like, hey, look, one newspaper right now is doing some interesting work, the New York Post. Oh, and look, Wikipedia is going to throw them off their good list now. Like, what does that tell us about what's on Wikipedia? If, if the news is a lie, what does that say about history? I think Napoleon said it's a lie agreed upon. And uh, what, did Ford, what did Ford say? History is bunk. Oh, history is more or less bunk. <laughs> That's his quote. And I, it's funny. I have this like book of quotations. I have a number of them, but one of them just has that one quote as the only quote for Ford. <laughs> just says, Henry Ford, quote, history is more or less bunk. I just thought it was a funny layout. Okay, 
This is not funny, though. The next story, one in six children has a mental health problem. And cases have rocketed by 50% during coronavirus pandemic. So they say that one in six children now have a condition such as anxiety, depression, or loneliness. Experts said the figures were deeply distressing and blamed the closures of schools and worries over COVID-19. Yeah, the media is just pumping out terrifying propaganda. The parents are... um, are taking on the work of the state, the state, you know, the the hidden government, Mr. Cage, media, religion, corporations, academia, government, and entertainment. Um, they are delegating a lot of the propagate, uh, a lot of the indoctrination process to the parents to do to the children. So you just have this whole army of brainwashed people, I feel like, and uh, they're just terrified about COVID. It, it really boggles my mind. Remember when we first heard about this in the conspiracy world, <laughs> when when we, people were worried about it because people were dropping dead in China? All these uh, clips were coming out, and I wasn't one of them. I was just like hearing people talk about it. They were really worried. Before it blew up in the media, they were actually saying, look, the media is not talking about it, so you know it's true. People are dropping dead from this virus in China, and it's going to spread across across the world. And then the media picked it up, and we've never heard the end of it. But you know what we did hear the end of? People dropping dead from the virus. In terms of, like, literally on the on the side of the road, like on a CCTV camera, just falling over dead, like a horror movie. Like 28 days later or something. Nope, we no longer see that. All right, so um, shout out to all the depressed kids out there. Um, it's not your fault. You're a victim from this insane situation, but I don't know. I mean, it it would really be depressing. I I get that. Like, what do you hope for? Zoom meetings or going into school where you have to wear a mask and be in a little mini cage inside your bigger cage? Speaking of um, children having a very depressing time, distressing time, Here's in Melbourne, a man was arrested with his six-year-old, or excuse me, seven-year-old boy, and he was arrested for not wearing a mask, and it just, it's just really sad. Do you want to come? I'll take take his son. Do you want me to take him? Yeah, take him. Um, Give me. He wants to give me his son. Give me his son. Give me his son. I'll take his son. Like, geez, what are we looking at in this world? It's it's sad. Um, here's a good take. Michael on Twitter at Heg Kong says how it works. The government wants to vax you. If you say no, there will be consequences. If the vaccine makes you ill, it's just a coincidence and the manufacturer is not liable. If you die, it's still just a coincidence and the manufacturer is not liable. It's like, yeah, we really ought to be able to have somebody on the hook. Like the most powerful government in the world can't get somebody to take the blame. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll have vaccine courts. We paid out $4 billion already. Yeah, we'll take this one. Like, This is the biggest money grab since, um, since the bank bailouts, this time to the medical industry. It's ridiculous. Actually, there's been bigger ones since the bank bailouts. Probably there's been bigger bank out. <laughs> probably there's been bigger bank bailouts than uh, there were during Obama. I could be wrong, but I feel like they're always just dishing out huge sums of money. 
All right, let's keep rolling here. What's the next story? Um, there is a fundraiser going on, and uh, they are suing, I believe, Google and YouTube. Uh, they have a website set up called punchgoogle.com, which redirects to the GoFundMe. And um, it's Zach Voorhees organizing on behalf of Ryan Hartwig. And like I said, I have an interview coming up with Zach Voorhees where I can ask him about this. But it's very interesting what these two have witnessed in their work. So um, I want to point out Zach Voorhees found this document and leaked it to Project Veritas. Four steps lined up. Training data are collected and classified. Algorithms are, pro are programmed. Media are filtered, ranked, aggregated, or generated. People, like us, are programmed. So very concerning to see that last step. The whole thing is freaky. And this is what they're doing. I mean, they come right out and say it. So um, not only am I excited to bring you guys this interview in a few days, but I also have a full documentary I just put out uh, today on this channel here, uh, if you're watching this live on YouTube, on the backup channel, and also on bitshoot.com slash timtruth. So um, although bitshoot has been giving me some trouble, let me check if it's up yet. No, it's still not up. It's on um, LBRY. Let me put a link to LBRY in the chat if you guys want to go check that out. Bitshoot has been uh, really bad lately videos just get stuck and don't get published i don't know if they don't like me or something i have like four videos waiting all right moving on all right now we're getting to the uh some more new stuff china blasts us as quote empire of hacking after damning nsa report spotlights beijing how ironic, this is a quote, how ironic that the main actor in PRISM and the largest cyber theft agency in the world is criticizing others for cyber theft. <laughs> and if you don't know what PRISM is, that was, uh, that came out uh, as part of the uh, Snowden leaks. I don't know if they're real or not. I kind of tend to think they are, but we could be getting played. Uh, if, you just look, if you just look up global surveillance, there's a Wikipedia article which kind of has all this, has a lot of really interesting information. And you can see right here, all these different systems on the right. So uh, let's go through a couple of these. X Keyscore, a formerly secret computer system used by the uh, NSA for searching and analyzing global internet traffic, which it collects continually. Then this is the one they, they referenced here, PRISM. PRISM is a code name for a program under the United States National Security Agency. It collects internet communications from various U.S. internet companies. The program is also known as the SIGAD US N84XN. Look at that. 984. You see that? Just like 1984. 984. Is that a random number? I mean, come on. US 984XN. And also, what is a prism, right? A prism breaks up light into its various parts because a light travels at different speeds through a medium. 
since red is the fastest color and then you have like purple which is slower as it goes through the medium the the white light breaks up into its component parts like the uh dark side of the moon cover but prism also uh it should be noted is like a bunch of the major tech companies providing just handing over their data to uh, the NSA. It's kind of scary. And it makes sense when you think about, okay, what if Facebook really was a DARPA project? DARPA being the company, or not the company, well, it's a type of company. Uh, the organization, the government agency, uh, the research arm of the military uh, that came up with ARPANET, the internet predecessor. And then they rolled it out on a huge, a huge basis. But uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of these. Echelon. Surveillance program operated by the United States with the aid of four other signatory states. Let me guess. Oh, the, the other four eyes. <laughs> uh, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, UK, Canada. I think I got them all. <laughs> uh, then they have Carnivore, uh, Dish Fire, Stone Ghost Tempora, so on and so on, right? There's that whole article. But China is coming out and saying, how dare you call us the empire of hacking? So they put out an NSA uh, document which says Chinese state-backed hackers tried to gain access to intellectual property such as coronavirus research. Probably the Vax research, the Vax recipe, right? Man, these these Chinese want to hack our Vax recipe and... and Brew up a batch. How dare they? How ironic that the main actor in PRISM and the largest cyber theft agency in the world is criticizing others for cyber theft. The NSA spies and attacks U.S. allies uses its advantages and exploits loopholes for espionage. Indeed, it's, quote, among the worst offenders of mass surveillance. The NSA is the hand behind the... So this is Zhao Lijian being translated foreign minister spokesman. So I, I've already read the quote twice. I'll spare you from a third. We have more news to go through, but that's interesting. China's like, hey, man, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Joe Biden making uh, headlines. Uh, he didn't want to come out and say whether he's for Supreme Court packing or not because that would be the, the news headline the next day. But he did come out and he says, amnesty for all illegals in the first 100 days, quote, we owe them. Wow. You would think that this would cause a big headline too. I guess, I guess the Democrats aren't split on this issue as much as they're split on the court packing. I don't know. I don't know how you can use the excuse. I don't want to talk about court packing because they'll make that into a story. But then you say something like, we're going to give amnesty to all um, all immigrants in the first 100 days. Now, what does amnesty mean is another question. Citizenship or just like we're not going to – you're chill. Just – I don't know. Pathway to American citizenship, it says. Within 100 days – this is a quote from Joe apparently. Yeah. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the, to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all these so-called dreamers, these DACA kids, 
They're going to be immediately certified to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. We owe them. We owe them, Biden says. Uh, Biden's immigration plan would give 11 to 22 million aliens a pathway to American citizenship. Biden's plan also would free future border crossers into the country while they await immigration hearings. Give taxpayer-funded health care to uh, immigrants, to illegal, it says illegal aliens, but we'll, we'll just say to immigrants, and restart welfare-dependent legal immigration. This apparently would cost between $23 billion and $66 billion every year just for the health care. This is from Breitbart.com. I haven't run these numbers myself. So that's big news. For someone who doesn't want to make big news, Joe Biden makes some big news. Amnesty for all immigrants in the first 100 days of his administration. Or is that just a promise he's making that he won't keep? Now, uh, speaking of promises, this is a, an interesting story here. They're talking about a landlord who posted this letter or sent it to all of their tenants and people are complaining saying it's voter intimidation or trying to sway votes illegally or something. I'm not sure exactly what the law is, but it's like chilling because you can see the point. You're like, wow, what if things do, what if a lot of prices do go up in the, um, in the wake of a Biden victory? What if a lot of people get laid off in the wake of a Biden victory? That's something that's very concerning. And uh, I'm not saying Trump's great. I'm not saying anything like that. But the economy is going to do better under Trump. And it's not a great, it's not like an equitable economy or anything like that. It's, it's rigged. And some people are making out uh, like bandits. And most people are just scraping by. I get that. But Biden um, might have like a huge shockwave that goes through the system if he wins because. People are going to get scared by the price tag that they see up on the horizon, the tax bill. So it says here to all tenants, please understand if Joe Biden is elected and notice the words that they capitalize. It's like they're trying to protect themselves legally or something. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I'll try to emphasize the words they say. So they capitalize if bolded it lower or uh, underlined it. Please understand if Joe Biden is elected as our next president. Everything you do and have to pay for will change completely. <laughs> what? Everything will be increasing. Everything will be increasing. It's just, it's not a very well-written letter, but um, I do get the, like, there's this weird chilling effect that it does leave. Like paying a lot more in taxes, utilities, gasoline, groceries, new permits, fees and regulations, dot, 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 everything. This also means your rent will be increased to cover these expenses. Most likely rent will double in price. All caps double. This has got to be fake. Like, I'm not a grammar stickler, but I would think that the person who runs this operation would know that a lot is two words. Now, I know Republicans don't care as much about spelling as Democrats, so maybe this is just because I was raised by Democrats, but... I mean, it just seems strange. Like a lot of this is like not, not true. Like everything will be increased. What does that even mean? This also means your rent will be increased. 
most likely rent will double in price. If the current president is reelected, we will not raise the rent for at least two years. <laughs> yeah, this person sounds like kind of a dick landlord, but whether it's illegal or not is a different question. Voting is your choice, and we are not telling you how to vote. We are just informing our tenants what we will do according to the election results. <laughs> it's like, we're just telling you ahead of time um, so we can say we told you so. If Trump wins, this is from their letter. If Trump wins, we all win. If Biden wins, we all lose. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Um, oh, this is crazy. I haven't had a chance to read this yet. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews warns easing of restrictions may not happen. The state recorded seven new cases on Saturday and no new deaths as the 14-day rolling average in the city finally hits five. <laughs> five. So he says we're not going to ease restrictions, I guess because the data doesn't permit it. He says, quote, don't bank on it. Daniel Andrews issues huge blow to Melburnians desperate to leave three months of lockdown. He says he's going to make an announcement on Sunday, but it may not be what people want. This thing has been going on for so long. How many times do we have to hear bad news? Surely it has to like eventually get better. At some point, it can't keep going down. All right, here's some footage out of uh, Victoria. Let's watch some of the protest here. Wow. So for the people watching um, or listening to the podcast, uh, huge crowds uh, we saw in the first clip. And then we saw some really tense scenes with the police pulling at people, tackling people. We see this guy on the freeze frame right here uh, just getting pulled around. His limbs are stretched everywhere. The cops' blue uh, gloves are all over him. Let's keep watching this. Whoa. They're like a tackling people. So Protesting is people. not unlawful. Uh, it's a human right. So this is a... Uh, is it wrong to protest? It's not safe, it's unlawful, and it is, frankly, shameful. So, two back-to-back -back clips from, you know, the authorities, the upper-level officials in the, um, in the Victorian government saying completely opposite things about whether the protest was acceptable or not on the same day they said that. Daniel Andrews' police force started to mobilize soon after his comments. Here they come in on a big bus. Wow, it's like a clown car, but with tyrants. We're now operating in a context where the tow uh, directions do allow people to leave home for recreation and for socializing. Um, and people can choose if they want to while they're doing that, that to also uh, voice protest or give effect to protest. Shouldn't be protesting at all. It just doesn't make any sense. Are protests still illegal under the show direction? Yeah, absolutely they are. 
operating in a context where the trow uh, directions do allow that to also uh, voice protest or give effect to protest. If people are out there gathering to make politi political points, and now's not the time for that. There will be a time for that, and it's a really important part of our democratic system. Wow. You can't make political points. So I know this area, this is the um, the Remembrance Shrine to uh, people, I guess maybe all all Australians, or maybe it's Victorians or Melburnians. I'm not, I think it's all Australians, I could be wrong, who died in combat, uh, presumably to stand up for the freedoms that these um, tyrant dogs are... Uh, enforcing or, or taking away i should say and I, I use dog as like a metaphor like a animal farm stop getting in my way political discrimination yeah 100% i, I have a political view i don't like daniel andrews i don't like the way that he's governed this state yeah and you're discriminating against me and not letting me do my job well i think being an ex-soldier myself that a lot of these soldiers died for our freedoms and our freedom to demonstrate is something that they died for and the fact that we can't even stand on the steps of the shrine and peacefully express our opinion of what's been wrong in the world today uh that's a travesty exactly exactly yeah. is it because i'm holding a flag the constitution that if there, you have implied freedom of political expression implied freedom of political expression so that's what he's doing right now so i would like to know that is actually federal legislation and it actually supersedes the state legislation that you're talking about. So. So people are getting arrested at that point for not wearing masks. That looks like to be it's the the common denominator. This is a very good uh, piece of film put together. Um, it says people, or excuse me, police start to question and arrest Victorians, partaking in their human right to peacefully protest. Uh, here's a woman with a sign that says, "I stand to protect our most vulnerable and our human rights." Sadly, our government has failed at both. And uh, this is a great video. I'm going to shout out the creator here. Real Rakshan. Link in the chat. All right, let's keep watching. We're only uh, halfway through this awesome uh, edit. The guy gives a big thumbs up when he hops in the police van. I mean, look at that. That would make me claustrophobic. And do they put the mask? Did they make him wear a mask? At least he doesn't have to wear a mask in there. Or maybe they threw him. Maybe they put the masks on after they got in. This is totally unlawful. End lockdown now, the sign says. Please. 
queen of state that is built on the sacrifice of our So we have big crowds moving through the streets, um, some tense moments squaring off with the police, but uh, here we just have a lot of people walking down the street just in, in droves. Many um, are faced and, uh, and not covered up. Powerful scene. Look at all these people in the most oppressive place in the world, standing up. The cops hate it. Wow, this is inspiring. It's great to see. I mean, it's, it's horrible to see the police, but... <laughs> I'm seeing some Q, uh, some Q apparel. It's pretty funny. So, Victoria, Australia. Protesting is not unlawful. Uh, it's a human right. Not only is it wrong to protest, it's not safe, it's unlawful, and it is, frankly, shameful. All right, so shout out to whoever made that video. I think it's here, uh, Real Rakshan. Hopefully that's not like copyrighted music, although it's not the end of the world. All right, what's next? This is pretty funny. This is a uh, rep Frederica Wilson, who famously said that it's against the law to make fun of Congress online. That's intimidation. <laughs> um, she came out with this ridiculous tweet that appears to have since been deleted. And I'm going off of this screenshot here. This could be uh, fake or something, but I have a feeling it's, it's true. Uh, she asks, who prepays taxes? As if she's somehow like debunking Trump's claim that he prepaid a bunch of taxes. Frederica, like most people in the United States prepay their taxes. Your, your body that you are part of mandates it for the most part in a lot of cases. For W-2 workers, which is most people, uh, their company withholds their taxes and prepays um or that's the person prepaying their taxes that's withheld. And uh, then also the self-employed people also have to prepay their taxes every quarter. 
So it's just kind of ridiculous <laughs> for her to, to say that. She probably just like, uh, I don't know. Never mind. We have a lot to go through. Next up, we have CEO of Expensify urges customers to vote for Biden or risk a civil war over Trump. David Barrett, the CEO of Ex Expensify, sent an email on Thursday to the company's 10 million customers, urging them to vote for the Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden or risk the possibility of a civil war over, tr over Trump winning re-election. So I have a feeling that this was just a publicity stunt this guy made. Now everybody's heard of Expensify, and I bet you the Democrats like it. I bet you the Democrats like that he weaponized his mailing list for that. Um, I also like reading, I like reading the comments on uh, Dissenter, which is the the free and open. Not what, what's a good term for it? It's um, it's. There's, it's less censorship, and it's a comment board for every single web page on the internet. It's run by the people who do dissent or um, gab. And I liked reading the comments. Most of the comments for that article were like, Civil War? Okay, bring it. <laughs> They're like, all right, we'll take Trump in the Civil War. That's that's fine. So it, it didn't work on all of the people out there, um, but maybe it worked on some of the people on the, the contact list. Um, this is very troubling. Uh, Press for Truth just got suspended on Twitter and uh, banned off of, what's it called, uh, MailChimp. And I think this is very important to, to note. And uh, listen, listen to what he says about the Twitter rules that they say he broke. This is on bitshoot.com slash press for truth. I'll, I'll get you guys a link. Hmm, where's the audio? Huh, that's weird. No audio coming out. Let me refresh. Uh, bear with me, everybody. Sorry for this. I'm not sure why BitChute's not playing my audio. You guys can't hear that either, can you? This is something. Oh, I see. I see. I turned the volume all the way down. We're going to talk about the major tech conglomerates heavy censorship campaign right now. But more importantly, in this video, I have identified individual key actors, key players here, social justice warriors who are working hand in hand with the major tech companies to attempt to memory hole press for truth from the Internet. So the gloves are off today, my friends. Let's get right into it. This is the email that I just received. Hello, your account, press for truth, has been suspended for violating the Twitter rules, specifically for violating our rules against platform manipulation and spam. What the heck do they mean by platform man manipulation and spam? Well, let's go have a look. Platform manipulation and spam policy. You may not use Twitter services in a manner intended to artificially amplify or suppress information. Wait, you can't use Twitter services in a manner intended to artificially amplify or suppress information. What? You can't amplify information? That seems like 
something somebody would want to do on Twitter. It reminds me of uh, Google's document called the four R's of responsibility. Um, let me see if I can find that for you quick enough. Four R's of responsibility for YouTube. Look at what they say for uh, raise. Their second R, raise. Raise up authoritative voices when people are looking for breaking news and information. Like information is the most broad category of anything. Even like a cat video is information. Um, now, some people would say, oh, no, that's not really information. It's not informative. But um, fine. Then any, anything that we're, where anyone's actually talking about anything of substance is information, right? Look at what it says. You may not use Twitter's services in a manner intended to artificially amplify or suppress information. <laughs> or engage in behavior that manipulates or disrupts people's experience on Twitter. Really? That, that, that's how it is for me, but is that not how it is for you? I mean, look at this. Uh, just, just out from Breitbart. Election meddling. Twitter locks account of Trump campaign national press secretary Hogan Diddley. Uh, says here just two hours before the presidential debate, 13 days before an election, and on the same day that Jack Dorsey received a subpoena from the Senate Judiciary Committee to answer for his platform's interference in the 2020 election, Twitter locked the account of the Trump campaign's national press secretary Hogan Diddley. So uh, how is that not, what do they call it, suppressing information? Uh, I believe that's exactly <laughs> what Twitter is engaging in, and uh, they're now doing it to me as well, guys. Now, uh, this is my... Um, Twitter account, my personal Twitter here. I've got 24 and a half thousand followers here. I had the uh, same amount on my Press for Truth page. And now if you go to Press for Truth, boom, there it is, PFT account suspended. Now, uh, this isn't the first time that things like this has happened to me here at Press for Truth. You may recall this. Uh, Twitter suspends Dan Dix for saying a man is not a woman and referring to Jessica Yonef as a him. Uh, we saw this article uh, come out from uh, uh, the Toronto Sun. Let me just try to pop. So I just wanted to show some of that. I think that's um, insane. This guy has been getting banned left and right. Um, Interestingly, it really seemed to pick up after he uh, he held a microphone into Eric Schmidt's face. Eric Schmidt will be coming up in a later story and asked about the anti-conservative bias, which has turned out to be a very real thing. All right. Um, next up, we have Pennsylvania's Supreme Court prohibits counties from rejecting ballots over signatures. So there's no way a county can reject its a signature and be like, no, that's probably not the same person. Or, and yeah, I do see why that would be, you know, possible for somebody to, um, to, to game the election by, by throwing everything out being like, oh no, that doesn't match or signature doesn't match signature doesn't match. But then again, this also opens the door now for the inverse or not the inverse, but another potentiality, which is people forging signatures. And sending stuff in. So uh, this is Pennsylvania. Saying we will not reject any ballots over signatures. So. We'll keep an eye on that. Okay, here's another one. Uh, McConnell. People are wondering what happened to McConnell. Did he get beaten up by some gang or something? Um, for not going along with the program? Or is this like. Some of the mainstream news is trying to spin some sort of a um, skin condition, easy bruising that comes with old age. Uh, or did he get like beat up? I mean, and if you can't, if you're listening and not watching, uh, he's got like a bruised up, bruised up lips. His um, on his right side, right above his mouth. It looks like he got punched in the mouth and then his chin 
And then also look at his hand, his right hand, even his, I don't know if that was a shadow on his left hand, but his right hand is like deep, deep purple. So this is a McConnell, Mitch McConnell. I wonder, um, I wonder what happened. Is it some sort of a, a test of his allegiance where they beat him up and see if he can go along and not, not tell anyone what happened or something? I don't know. Just brainstorming. It kind of looks like he got beat and he's a very powerful person. You know how we, we always see those people like Johnny Depp or someone show up with their, one of their eyes all bloodied and some people speculate that it's like an initiation ritual or some sort of a ritual within their, their cult or something. Uh, Jesse says he could have fallen. That is true. All right, let's move on. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Uh, next up, we have COVID restrictions. How will Scotland's five-level system work? So remember, we have the three-level system in the UK. Now they're rolling out a five-level system, which just reminds me of the terror levels. Remember that after 9-11? It was like this, this whole scheme they had. Be like, oh, it's on orange right now. How ridiculous is that in hindsight? I'm sure it was ridiculous in, in in real time to a lot of people. But for me, I was a kid and it was it was scary. You'd be like, oh shoot, it's on orange. This building might get hit by a plane. It's just nonsensical. All right, how is the five-level system gonna work, BBC? You piqued my interest. It will allow the government to impose different restrictions in local areas depending on the prevalence of the infection. First Minister Nicola Sturgeon said it would mean a part of the country with low rates would not have to live with the same restrictions as one with high rates. Well, that's one way to look at it. How about if you happen to be in a place where they say there are high rates, you don't get your human rights. See how framing is everything? Um, says it's going to come into force, and that's a, an interesting phrase right there, come into force, right? Monday, November the 2nd. Every area of Scotland will fall into one of five categories depending on the local rate of infection. So, oh, it's not us. We're, it's not the government restricting you. It's the data. We're all bound by the data. Collective punishment based on the data. Freedom based on the data and data alone. Oh, it's not us. We're not tyrants taking away all your rights. It's the data doing that. All right, look at this. This is crazy. Kate Shimerani shared this on Twitter. Uh, so you cannot send your loved ones a card either. And we see here, uh, due to Welsh government regulations, are, or we are unable to sell these non-essential products. And you see this big red and yellow warning tape over these novelty cards or whatever they're called. Just totally ridiculous. It reminds me of the seed aisles that we saw taped over and blocked off for being non-essential. And people are like, wait, how are seeds not essential? Just a power grab to see what they can get away with, see what they can automate, see what they can give to the big online companies, I guess. But wait, there's more. Still think there is no global agenda to control the masses, asks Anonymous Patriot on Twitter. This reminds me of the Michigan governor banning gardening equipment. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> they want to keep the... They want to keep the people dumb and controlled. Do not let them. So, look, you can't even buy books at the store. And then you have this. 
they have like hazmat plastic over the bookshelves. Just cementing Amazon's stranglehold on the book resale industry. All right, let's move on. We still have a lot of news. Uh, Chris Cuomo's deadly COVID-19 hypocrisy. This is interesting, although I don't know if it's deadly. It's just, um, I think it, it, it would show that it, it, either he thinks it's, either he's lying and it's not as big a deal as he says on television, or he's a bad person and is endangering other people's lives, right? And uh, keep in mind, this is the New York Post who ever since they went, they, uh, they turned on Hunter. They've been uh, kind of blacklisted in the industry. All the tech companies stopped serving them up, or not all of the tech companies. Uh, Twitter and Facebook put a put a a big uh, halt to their spread. And we also have um, Wikipedia coming out and saying that they're not an authoritative source anymore, <laughs> which is really funny when you think about it. Some two journalists for a company run a story they don't like, and they're like, oh, no longer or any of the stories that anyone writes, they're authoritative. <laughs> All right, but let's see um, what New York Post has on Chris Cuomo's hypocrisy. The latest, even as he pushes obsessively with his primetime cable pulpit about wearing face masks, he just got caught regularly skipping the public health precaution himself. Management at the Anchors Manhattan apartment building is trying to set him straight with a written warning for repeatedly violating the rules and so risking a $500 fine. Quote, you have been observed entering and exiting the building and riding the, ev the elevator without the required face coverings. Even though staff members have asked you to comply with this requirement, you have refused to do so. This is a violation of the executive order building policy and places other residents, and places other residents and our staff at risk. There are no exceptions to this rule and you are required to comply. Now, this is uh, crazy on a number of levels. It's almost as if this is propaganda to get everybody thinking about, oh, well, you know, everyone's got to wear a mask, you know, even the elite. And, you know, look, he's getting called out and let's all pile on and say he's a hypocrite and he's putting people at risk. You know, that's the easy, quick shot you can take at Chris Cuomo here. But I think that's what they want you to do to carry the political football for them um, and, and, and use this line they're just teeing up for you. Here, you don't like Chris Cuomo, do you? Here, hit him with this bat. <laughs> and uh, you're really just going to screw yourself over if you, if you use that. All right. Um, next up, we have Facebook fights NYU, the New York University, looking into their political ad network with a research project. And they argue it violates the site's data collection policies. So this is very interesting in uh, context. And you know what? Let me see if I can find it. Um did you guys see on bitshoot.com slash veritas slash veritas visuals? Um, they just had a great expose about. Oh, I misspelled it. I thought they got deleted or something. Uh, veritas visuals on bitshoot link in the description. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about their new uh, release here in a second. It's pretty funny. Well, this is their latest release, but they're, they they did a tr uh, teaser on the next one. Um, but this shows kind of what they're talking about inside their inside their company. This guy is head of global competitive analysis for Google Cloud. And uh, listen to what he says about the ads. 
How is Google influencing your option? Yeah, but so there are many ways, right? I think ads is one way. Yes. Right? But I think another way is search results. Mm -hmm. Right? YouTube is going to be another one. Always been. Um, um, I mean, if you look at the foundation of the US economy, mm -hmm. I think one of the things that happened after the industrial revolution that I, I think the US has actually specialized in is the discipline of marketing and influencing. For example, no one's complaining about the fact that the political ads that you get are actually based on your political leaning. Right? So if the algorithm understands the Democrat, you're going to see Democratic ads. Right? And, and all of the social media and your online platforms know your political leaning. Now, the more you see a Biden ad, the more you know, passionate and the more sort of leaning you're going to become Biden. For Biden. Right? But the question is, is that the right kind of influence or not? What do you think? I don't think it is. Well, because the algorithm could favor a certain political leaning, right? For the ads? Show you certain ads? Yes, I, I don't think it is. And I think like it's unfair. I think it's it's a very um, you know you know it's common knowledge that brands and marketing and TV advertisement influence. Yeah. And I think because it's common knowledge, uh, people don't mind showing those things to their kids or to themselves, right? Mm -hmm. You watch an ad and you'll be like, okay, I know what they're trying to do. Democrat, and you're seeing more and more Democrat. You're not given an opportunity to change your mind. Yeah. And I think you can feed so much Democratic ads. So this is content that they have not wanted to see or they've signed up to see. So they're just mm -hmm. being fed, right? All day. So if I'm on YouTube, you know, two hours a day, and I'm given like 50 ads, all uh, Democratic ads. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's a, that's a problem. I'm not only Democratic ads, but I'm giving like local ads that are aligned with the mission and the cause that I believe. Yes. Um. Some people, when they would find out about that may become very uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not like normal TV advertising. Where it's the personalization shows, favorite, yeah. yeah, where it shows both, it's yeah. favoring one. Yeah, or like even the, the idea of like, you know, Biden creating 500 ads, one for each mission. Yeah. But each of us only seeing the one that we care about. Yeah. I mean, that stuff can be very creepy. Like you even mentioned that like by saying that you don't totally hate Trump, that could be a problem. So I think that's very interesting what they exposed there. And I've been, I've been drilling into this in, in previous episodes. Uh, check out my BitChute account. Um, I'm also going to link up this uh, latest video that I did. It's on this channel, too. If you're watching this on YouTube, the Backup Tim Truth channel, make sure that you hit uh, subscribe and check out the latest video I posted today. Um, here it is on LBRY, if you like watching it over there better. Um, but, yeah, and uh, there's another one I made. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, right here. Here's one I did of all my favorite Project Veritas Google leaks. And um, I think that was even before this latest leak came out. Now, let's see if I can uh, find... Okay, here is uh, Project Veritas doing a little spoof on the Thriller dance. Um, they're raising awareness for... It looks like a Washington Post expose from next week. So um, I don't think I'll be able to play the music. Uh, I'll play a couple beats and then I'm going to mute it. All right, you hear it? So it's it's James O'Keefe doing a, a an all-out thriller dance, which is really funny, I think. Especially given the quality of his work and how uh how much he's exposed of of the different inciting um uh, baseball for these different companies so i'm gonna put a link in the chat you can go to project veritas because there's gonna be a big drop coming up and let's watch a little bit more <laughs> this is so funny all right 
So uh, I'm not going to steal any more of his content. You can go watch him dance if you want. So uh, next up we have Zuckerberg. Facebook will restrict less content after the U.S. election. So he's saying, yeah, we're going to restrict a lot more content before the U.S. election, but don't worry. We'll, we'll loosen up after the election. Just absolutely crazy. Beyond Awake says terrible in the chat. What's terrible? <laughs> so uh, next up we have... Oh, check this out. This is an awesome clip of um, allegations of CIA involvement in drug trafficking. Listen to this guy here. This is on C-SPAN, and the room just erupts in applause. I love this clip. I will tell you, Director Deutsch, as a former Los Angeles police narcotics detective, that the agency has dealt drugs throughout this country for a long time. One more time. I will tell you, Director Deutsch, as a former Los Angeles police narcotics detective, that the agency has dealt drugs throughout this country for a long time. All right, this is concerning. Uber and Lyft just lost in court today in California. California has become ground zero for, for gig worker status as a major lawsuit, and a nearly $200 million ballot measure campaign heats up. Let's see about this, because um, this sucks for people like me who don't have a car who rely on Uber and Lyft. So, um, it says, the injunction, the injunction was issued in August by Judge Ethan Shulman of the San Francisco Superior Court. So that was issued in August and it's been upheld, I think. Um, or they, they deemed it to be an appropriate measure on Thursday evening. So uh, it says here, they ruled that ride-hailing companies must start classifying their, their drivers as employees in the state. The judge allowed the companies 10 days to appeal the ruling, which they did. So this is a big change. I do think that a lot of times the drivers get screwed over in these peer-to-peer uh, -peer uh, ride-sharing systems because people don't really understand how taxes work. And when, you, when you're working at a low hourly rate as a contractor it it, it kind of eats into your everything and it makes it very hard so I, I get the reason why they want um maybe the they want the income to be a little bit more transparent so people know what they're getting into but uber and lyft aren't going to be able to make it work or or maybe they will but the prices will be a lot higher um what else was i going to say Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the big problem is that California has just super high taxes and uh, somebody's got to build it into the. Someone's got to eat that cost. I mean, ultimately, the, the employee always eats the cost. Well, also, the company does, too. They have to pay payroll taxes a little bit sometimes. And uh, also, they can only offer the, the employee as much as the wage would allow them to pay after taxes and everything. Uh, so the wages are usually lower and the people don't know why. It's because there's a lot of taxes they have to pay to pay that wage and get you on their force. All right, check this out. Do you guys think this is a, a reach or, or no? We have um, a woman wearing uh, Epstein Temple garb here. Uh, white and blue stripes. I think this is a, um, 
Oh, wait, and that's actually just somebody who's saying um, a follow-up. This is the main tweet here. So we have on the left Hillary Clinton saying, let's go, Joe. Join this team, JoeBiden.com. And uh, his glasses say, let's go. And uh, also note how they applied a, a lot of saturation and, and kind of warped and color corrected to get him this brownish red color. And I'm wondering, is that to match the door on Epstein's Island? And then look at the lines behind him with him being the door. I mean, is this just like a weird reference to Epstein Island? We won't ever know. All right, next up, Wikipedia, the second biggest site in the world after YouTube. Even bigger than Facebook, even bigger than Twitter, at least in the United States. Wikipedia partners with the World Health Organization, you guessed it, to tackle, you guessed it, misinformation. The two organizations don't have the best reputation, yet they're teaming up. <laughs> That's from uh, reclaimthenet.org. And, uh, I mean, we should have seen this coming a mile away. Authoritarians, uh, I was good. You know that expression, real recognizes real. Well, I guess fake recognizes fake, right? Next up, we have Walmart outlines post-COVID checkout system that tracks and profiles its customers. This is from, again, reclaimthenet.org. It says, the coronavirus is creating the opportunity for more data tracking and businesses are taking advantage of it. So what is Walmart up to now? So they're they're taking a page out of the U.S. Airports book, it says here. Um, so Walmart will be heavily promoting the use of Walmart Pay and scan-and-go apps among shoppers, promising not only to help them find their way around the stores and to the items they are looking to buy, but also apparently to protect them and others from coronavirus. If, that is, they pay by using their apps. So, um, are they trying to track people? Is that the key underlying uh, concern here? Time will tell. Or is it some FEMA camp? Is it Maybe it's the first... Um, First round at the FEMA camps app, the FEMA app. People have long speculated that Walmart, because it's martial law backwards, or maybe that's just one of the pieces in the puzzle, um, due to their massive land holdings and, and a lot of their facilities have like barbed wire fence with the barbs facing inwards, like there's some sort of a concentration internment camp or something. Um, also, their logo being the sun made out of six um, dots. Very satanic, in my opinion. Ex-Google CEO Eric Schmidt says Google is not a monopoly because it doesn't have 100% market share. <laughs> Eric Schmidt. Oh, let's see what he's saying now. Um, I mean, if anything is a monopoly... I think Google would fit the bill. I mean, they have such a control on the industry. It's unreal. Now, no, they'll, they'll never have 100% of the market share. Actually, I guess they could because you, they could have such a dominant share that it rounds to 100%, even if they don't own every single computer. 
but I, I am very concerned at this line of arguing. Um, but then again, I'm in this like weird predicament where I think, you know, I don't really want to see these big tech companies crushed like a lot of people do. I mean, I do want to see them crushed, but I don't want to see the government do it because the government isn't our friends. And if we empower it to start crushing businesses, it doesn't like how long before that turns on us. So I'm not in the, I'm not really pushing for that that hard, but I, I do think they, they have some really shady business practices where they'll just ban people out of the blue with no strikes, no warnings, no heads up, no time to inform their users, no alerts going out to the users. Like they just want to shut up conversations. It's, it's quite clear. And they're, they're also very anti-Trump and I'm anti-Trump, but not, I'm not pro-Biden. They appear to be anti-Trump because they like Biden. And I think that's kind of inexcusable. I'm not inexcusable, but um, we, we see what they're doing. And they're, they'll just ban people because they are popular and they are hurting their cause, hurting Google's cause. All right, next up, this is kind of weird. Uh, Apple, I guess, is moving to some uh, wireless chargers. Matt, I haven't really been following the iPhone and stuff, but they say Apple's new MagSafe charger. Um, I'm not even, I haven't even heard of what that is. I don't know if they have the original charger anymore, if it's always this wireless one, but people are finding that it's leaving uh, circles if they have a case. And it's like, this can't be good. And uh, Apple came out and said that people use leather cases that they might be prone to circular imprints and they say users should not place credit cards security badges passports or key fobs between the iphone and magsafe charger because this might damage magnetic strips or rfid chips in those items i will there's no way i'm going to ever get this technology until i'm forced to and hopefully they iron the kinks out by then but this looks dangerous and I guess maybe the case puts a couple of millimeters between the the phone, the battery, or whatever, the receiver for the energy and the transmitter of the energy. And, and that distance creates some spark or something. I don't know. Very, very weird. All right. Next up. Oh, this is a great clip. A reporter tries asking Nancy Pelosi about Hunter Biden. And Pelosi, and I'm going to read out the closed caption here because you can hardly hear her muzzled and muffled. She says, I'm not answering your questions. Madam Speaker, um, the serious allegations of corruption involving Joe Biden have been raised in recent days. I'm sorry, I'm not answering your questions, okay? We're talking about the coronavirus. That's what I, I don't have all day for questions. That's what we're taking now. Madam Speaker, um, the serious allegations of corruption involving Joe Biden have been raised in recent days. I'm sorry, I'm not answering your questions, okay? We're talking about the coronavirus. That's what I, I don't have all day for questions. That's what we're taking now. That's what we're taking now. Okay, Nancy. Now, this is very concerning. This is in New York. Um, these police officers come about some car parked some cars parked out there and then they start freaking out because people are in this house. This is just total insanity. Check out what happened to these New York citizens. You have a noise complaint. Can you stop after breathing in my face? You have a noise complaint. Can you stop after breathing in my face? 
you're breathing in my face, says the police officer who's helping himself into this residence and then telling the people living in there, oh, you're breathing in my face. And um, it does happen to be a Jewish person. Um, and, you know, not a good look to, to just, you know, kind of insinuate that somebody's, you know, filthy or something, breathing in my face. And I'm not saying it's it's like some sort of a slur or something, but it is like they're trying to dehumanize dehumanize everybody. It's like, oh, we're just walking Petri dishes now, carrying the disease. We're just hosts, right? We're not individuals with a free mind. We're just Petri dishes on legs. I'm the one wearing a mask. You have a glove. You have a face mask. Why do you care? I'm talking to the owner here. But we had a complaint about vehicle parking in the front. Then I look up and you have over 10 people in a crowd. So what? Now it's an issue, okay? And then I looked up and you have a crowd of people. The guy's like, so what? I love it. I mean, I hate the situation. This is tyranny. This is uh, fascism. This is authoritarianism. This is everything I, I despise. What is the issue? Exactly. The issue is... This is not a party. There's no music. This is simply a simple thing. They have a few friends together. What is the issue that you need supposed to come into my house and tell me that it's okay for a police okay. officer to walk into my house and say it's okay? When you are the police officer, yes. you know the laws, you know the rules. Yes. You can't walk into my house and okay. tell me that it's okay. You would have been a normal person. You would have walked out and said, okay, can I talk to you? Fine, I can listen to you. Instead, you are just backing that up. We're past that. We can't just have a civil conversation. We're past that, says the police officer. We're past that. We're past that point. Yeah, he tried to slam the door. Yeah, he tried to slam it on me. I'm trying to talk to you as a person. You were standing here when I came down. I didn't see anything. I told you, you can ask him to the house. You guys came to let you know what you just did. Ridiculous. And he pulls out his walkie-talkie. I wonder if this kept going on. Um, Just crazy, crazy situation in New York. This is Monsey, New York. All right, next up, um, we talked about Mitch McConnell's bruised hands. Um, oh, this is crazy. More tyranny in Nashville. This woman's arrested for not wearing a mask. Let's watch. Let's watch this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yo. Whoa. I'm just filming. I got you, brother. I got you. What is he doing? She's being arrested for no mask? You guys are fucking disgusting. Fuck you guys. You should be ashamed of yourself. What the fuck? They're singling out a Trump supporter. That's fucked up, dude. Are you kidding me? Holy shit. That is fucked up, bro. Holy shit. They handcuff her hands behind her back in uncomfortable metal handcuffs. Like, why? This is so crazy. So, um, also, Nashville is the, the place of this crazy story from a few months ago. Back in May. This thing's been dragging on for a long time, hasn't it? This is back in May. Get this. COVID-19 patient, they call him. He's just a guy who got caged against his will. Right, so I already dislike this headline here. I want to go find a better article, but we'll we'll cut through the the BS. A man was forcibly quarantined, and he tried to leave, and then they chased him down and arrested him for hopping the fence. And um, this was back May the eighth, twenty twenty. For the some someone was asking in the chat, um, 
So he leaves the quarantine camp and he gets chased down and arrested and charged. It's totally ridiculous. All right, this is what's happening in Italy, Naples. Naples explodes as residents fight police over new COVID lockdown. The population is mass protesting against the lockdown. 11 p.m. and curfew civil disobedience. Protest also way, protest also underway in Salerno, Nocera, and also cities of Campania. Check this out. Look at look at this huge crowd coming around this corner and they're beating on the police car and police Wow So you see a change in the the air change in the energy and we saw it in uh Let's see if we still have that queued up the Melbourne footage Which I can't find but uh, Melbourne is, has a huge change in atmosphere, but arrests are still happening, and the police have amped their game too, and everyone's posturing, or the, or the police are definitely posturing, and the, the protesters have some more life in them. All right, let's see. We're almost to the end. Um, oh, this is a big story. YouTube DL has been removed from GitHub. YouTube DL is a very uh, powerful package that people can use to download YouTube videos. So YouTube is going after any way for people to back up content off of their site. I've had videos removed for being, um, for teaching people how to download YouTube videos. So I'm going to probably have to delete this, but I'm definitely going to delete this video afterwards. It'll be on BitChute and everything, but I can't even really talk about this on YouTube. Uh, that's probably a key word that gets me deleted, but they're trying to basically prevent any information from being taken off YouTube. Of course, people can still record their screens and stuff, but it's more of a lengthy process and um, this is going to hurt things like this could potentially hurt things like LBRY's auto sync and anybody out there who's doing backup efforts. So um, I think it, it probably still works as software, but GitHub allows groups to collaborate on things. So this might be a hiccup, uh, a wrench in their, their operation, although they could always go to a private, uh, source control or bit, they could go to Bit Bitbucket or one of the competitors. All right, last story. Um, they say there's an asteroid called uh, Benay or what, what was it called? Banu, excuse me, Banu. I'm like, I've seen Banu before, I know that word. That's a uh, ancient Egypt bird, like a herring, I think, that was the predecessor to the phoenix. And it's just interesting that now they're saying there's this Banu asteroid um is this the one that they say might come to hit the earth i don't know uh nasa said that they um were able to like to rendezvous with it and go run some tests on it or something let's see i guess it's just an asteroid off somewhere or so they say. So, but Banu, the key thing for me is like, why does it, 
why does NASA always get into this weird esoteric stuff with like mythology and um, a lot of Greek mythology? Like this is another, well, this is Egyptian mythology, right? Um, Banu, it says here, is an ancient Egyptian deity linked with the sun, creation, and rebirth. He may have been the original inspiration for the Phoenix legends that developed in Greek mythology. Now, do you remember when um, the Notre Dame Cathedral burned and all the newspapers said, like a phoenix rising from the ashes? Let's see. There's a cartoon for it now. Let's see what the cartoon... Oh, it's a 404. Is there a cast version? What is this symbolized? That's that's a weird one. Um, but there was a lot of articles that kind of made it sound like a Right here, it says, and like, and like the phoenix, Notre Dame will be reborn from its ashes. Now, also after 9-11, they had the Trump Twin Towers plan. You guys know Trump, right? Well, after 9-11, Trump had a plan to rebuild the Twin Towers called Twin Towers 2, spelled with the Roman numerals I-I, which is his zodiac sign, the Gemini sign, the twins. The Twin Towers kind of look like that, right? Um, now it was also going to be called the world trade center Phoenix world trade center, Phoenix, Trump twin towers, twin towers Two. So we have all these Phoenix events. And I think COVID is another Phoenix event whereby they have to kind of destroy and then they rebuild back the great reset, right? The great reset. Another industrial revolution out of the ashes. So, um, yeah, we covered this article already. So that's the last of the news. So uh, thank you, everyone, for finding your way over here. I I, I know I kind of made it hard to find, but uh, we do have 32 people watching on the various platforms. So uh, thank you all for uh, stopping by for the late night show. This is the second installment of it. So you can go check out the first installment if you haven't seen that. Um, I also just put out a video um, about... Uh, how they can brainwash us with social media, machine learning driven behavior modification um, and brainwashing. And I made an analogy to chess, which I think um, is, a, is a good way to think about it. And uh, I'm trying to, to break this down and make it like totally undeniable because I think I have a case here whereby I can prove that the major tech companies don't just have the potential to completely mess with our minds and, and, steer us wherever they want us. And by us, I mean like the average person. Some of us might be better at defending ourselves than others, especially I think people like me who understand what they're up to. If you know what they're up to, you can, um, you can see through it and you, you, you end up stopping using their things like recommendations. You turn off up next. You don't ever, I never search for anything on YouTube unless I'm like trying to track down a clip I've already seen. I'm not going to do research about well, I guess I do use YouTube for some like ancient history or um, not ancient, but, you know, a couple hundred years or more. But still then it's probably all wrong and skewed and biased. So I'm trying my best to break it down. I'm working on a book um, 
I'm working on a book called, let me see if I can pull it up for you here. How minds and behaviors are controlled. And um, we are all victims of mind control. And here are a couple quotations that I, I think really hammer this home. We are, this is Edward Bernays. We are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. In, ev in almost every act of our daily lives, whether in the sphere of politics or business, in our social conduct or our ethical thinking, we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons who understand the mental processes and social patterns of the masses. That was in 1928. Now, back at that time, let's look and see what um, psychological experiment had happened by then. So you had the Pavlov's dog experiment. You had Thorndike's animals experiments. Uh, Watson's little Albert experiment. Uh, even some rat conditioning experiment with shocks and food rewards and comparing what's the best way to train a rat and the effects that such training has on the rats. Um, but that's really it, at least as public information. Now, I'm sure they knew a lot more besides that in, like, say, in um, advertising and marketing. Um, but now what they do is drastically different. Now what they do is utilize computers and what are called latent variable models in order to... Let me sh sh uh, put this image up instead at this point. Um, in order to capitalize on patterns that they find in the data. And uh, they can solve for whatever type of problems they're trying to solve for. Um, if they're trying to de deliver as much value to people as possible, they'll do that. If they're trying to brain brainwash people, their data scientists can do it. And their programmers can help them do it. And, um, and I think that's what they're doing. I think they're trying to... Uh, Propagand propagandize us and brainwash us and uh that's that's kind of what i'm delving into trying to explain it as best i can and there's something else i wanted to say about that um well i put out a two-hour video about it i'm, I'm uh, that's available on lbry I, I just linked it up and uh, i'm writing a book about it but um they used to have to you know, do these experiments or hire subject matter experts. Now their computers understand it at a level never before understood. And it accounts for every single person in the world who uses the software and they can, uh, weaponize it on, onto people. And uh, I'm forgetting exactly where I was going with that. I had some, some good point that I wanted to bring up. Uh, let me shout out some people in the chat. Shout out to Chester Wolf. Shout out to, um, SW, Truth 101, ORD. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Um, let's see. What else can I say here before we wrap up? Oh, I do have a, a, a site that is launched now called groupdiscover.com, whereby we can uh, find all the best internet or all the best videos across the internet, share them with one another, and we can find the best videos, rate the videos, uh, it, it automatically stops recommending videos after you watch it. So it's a good way to, as a group, just churn through as much content as possible, find the gems, share them out on our various social sites. And then whenever anyone comes across something out there, they bring it back to the group, drop the link in, and, and everyone benefits from it. 
So uh, that's something that I'm really excited about, um, helping people find knowledge. So um, definitely check that out if you're at all interested. And I just put out the docu this uh, documentary about uh, chess as an analogy, as uh, they have solved for chess engines to beat humans at chess, to conquer the boards against humans at chess. Uh, they can do the same thing with different types of moves, such as promoting content, suppressing content, um, on and on and on. You guys know some of it, but I, I detail every single thing I could brainstorm that they could do with their algorithm, all these operations that the computer could reach out and commit on humans, perform on humans that have real effects. And um, and I think it's very interesting, and I think we need to keep an eye on it. And uh, I will be doing more streams in the future, probably tomorrow, and stay tuned for those. I wish I could get that point. You know, I don't want to close down until I come up with that that thought that I'm missing, but I I think it might it might escape me here. It had it had to do with YouTube and their machine learning. They've made it clear at this point that they will do anything. And they'll just censor people with no warning to anybody. And I ask you, if you think if they're that ruthless. With outright censorship, what do you think they're doing behind the scenes that they, that they think they can get away with? Because they're just, you know, shaving off some percentage points here and pushing something a little bit harder. Or maybe it's drastic. I think it's drastic, actually, where they're really pushing some stuff, really suppressing some stuff. The algorithms are not just on the viewers, but they're also on the producers of the content with their demonetization dance. It's, it's all so ridiculous. But I want to give a big shout out to everybody for tuning in. And I hope you all have a great day. More to come. More. Uh, also, I want to shout out some interviews that are coming up. We have an interview with Google whistleblower Zach Voorhees. And we have an interview with um, a YouTube channel who just got banned with 155,000 subscribers called World Alternative Media. Josh Sigurdsson over there does great work. Uh, go check out bitshoot.com slash Josh Sigurdsson. And if you want to read more about uh, uh, Zach Voorhees, that's on punchgoogle.com. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Stay tuned for that. More videos to come. Again, if you need to contact me, timtruth at protonmail.com. And um, have a great day, everyone.